96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. With me is Bryce Payne, and this morning we're talking about the biggest money mistakes in retirement planning, take two. How you doing, Bryce? I'm doing well, Garrett. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. I think we got uh, a Memorial Day holiday coming up. I hope it's meaningful for everyone out there. It is, yes. Uh, You know, you and I were talking about this before the radio show. Um, My father uh, sacrificed his life for our country Mm -hmm. in the Air Force back on September 9th, 1969, when I was uh, 11 months old, 10 months old. And you had a, uh, I was learning from you, you have a uh, member of your family who has a a good story that you want to share here for a minute. Yeah, we we do, Bryce. I mean, at at this point, at at least for me, it's a a relatively distant family member, but um, would like to take the time to recognize uh, Virgil G. Ray, um, United States Marine Corps fighter pilot. He was a second lieutenant. Uh, Virgil was an interesting individual. He... um, he started out as an enlisted Marine uh, on the maintenance side of the FU uh, Corsair. Had a knack and interest in flying and was recognized by a certain major called uh, Gregory Pappy Boynton. Hmm. Um, and got qualified, got his, uh, his naval aviation wings. And um, he was a founding member of the Black Sheep Squadron with uh, Major Boynton. So, absolutely amazing. It was amazing. Um, unfortunately, uh, Virgil was lost. Uh, he his, his official designation is uh, MIA, Mission in, mm-hmm. in Action. Um, on October 13th, 1943, Virgil took off on what was supposed to be a non-combat-related mission. He was just running some reconnaissance and actually a mail run, uh, if you believe it or not. Uh, he went out solo that day. Uh, he was... Uh, designated by uh pappy boynton on uh two weeks of light flying duty because he had actually seen some significant combat action in the previous month uh quite a few uh nasty furballs um with the japanese um in the month of september um so this was kind of keeping his flight status active but just a little less demanding mission and unfortunately uh, he never returned from that flight um there were some pretty bad storms in the area during that that week. And then also there was, um, some increased, um, Japanese air activity as well in the area. So no one's quite sure exactly what happened, but he was lost over, uh, the Solomon islands, uh, October 13th, 1943. Well, Virgil and, uh, and, uh, William Norton Payne, uh, we thank you both for your service and, uh, this, uh, wealth guardian service salute this week, uh, since it is Memorial day, we're going to uh, send that out specifically to the mm-hmm. families of those who have lost somebody um, who, as families, you've made that sacrifice. So we hope you have a solemn and uh, meaningful Memorial Day this weekend as well. And uh, thank you for sharing that, Garrett. That was uh, it's a very great story to tell. And I love the fact that you have all that uh, uh, information just right there in your head. <laughs> I just asked you out. You didn't know I was going to ask you any questions about that. And you just had it right there in your head. So uh, yeah. thank you for sharing that. All right, let's go ahead and get started on our topic uh, this week. Um, the money mistakes in retirement planning take two. So we covered this topic right. two weeks ago. And as I was looking through what do we want to talk about this week, I thought I saw all the uh, the, the cutting room floor 
bits of this. So this is still <laughs> another really good episode here. Yeah. So let's just keep going with this. So uh, yeah. where did we uh, where did we start off this week, Garrett? Yeah, Bryce. So you know, we we, we didn't even quite finish to some of the things that we see uh, that we could make improvements upon when when talking about retirement planning. And and one of the things that I think a lot of folks kind of hesitate to discuss and, and plan for is ignoring long-term care costs. Okay. Um, you know, obviously we hope that that's a situation that we uh, can avoid, but if we find ourselves in a situation mm. where uh, let's say that one, uh, or if it's a household of uh, both spouses have a, a cognitive decline, but not necessarily a physical decline. Yep. Um, there's quite a bit of, uh, medical care that's needed, skilled nursing care to, to take care of someone with mental decline, dementia, that sort of thing. Um, and it could be quite costly. And yep. we have seen, unfortunately, a few cases where that is the one thing that can throw quite a monkey wrench into a retirement plan if it's not properly cared for. So just curious about some of your thoughts on, you know, what are some steps we could take to, to to take that precaution right. and, and be prepared. Well, so we do about here at the Wealth Guardians, we do about 50 uh, financial plans, which are mm. detailed plans that track all monies coming in through retirement, the assets that somebody has, the potential growth on those assets, and the expenses that somebody has. And perhaps in certain years, there's uh, cash flow anomalies, like we're buying a house, we're selling a business, we've got inheritance. We track all of that. We know a lot of the data. Some of the data is assumptions, like uh, what's the average rate of return going to be? What's the mm. average cost of inflation going to be? So we have to use some uh, assumptions in there. And if let's say that somebody has $500,000 by age 85, they start off right. with a million and they have 500000 by age 85, 90, whatever you pick the year. Yeah. Um, you could adjust the rate of inflation up a little bit. You could adjust the uh, rate of return down a little bit. You could adjust the cost of living adjustment on Social Security down a little bit. And none of those things, in all likelihood, are going to devastate the retirement plan. Yeah. It might take them from 500000 to 300000 in a certain year, but it doesn't blow it up. Right. But exactly. when we start talking about long-term care expenses, the average room in a private room in North Carolina right now for in a skilled nursing facility is around $7,000. That's per per month? Per month. Wow. So that's, that's steep. That's steep. Yep. You know, as you said, if you're in there for cognitive reasons, you're not in there for a year before passing. Yep. You might be in there. Now, if it was something else, yeah, it might be a year. But if you're in there for cognitive reasons, you could be in there for it's not unreasonable to say seven, eight years. Yeah, Jeez. Uh, it's it's it happens longer. But let's yep. just say that you're in there for five years. At that, that comes to four hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. So if that person had five, thought they were going to have five hundred thousand dollars left by you know eighty five, right? And maybe their spouse is living a few years longer. That's both yours and the spouse's money that's right. being used up for that. So this does not just impact you, this impacts your spouse as well. Yeah. So it, that it does, that is the one thing that can blow up and we here at the Wealth Guardians help our clients um, plan for that and yeah. we see what kind of asset-based long-term care insurance out there, what the premium could be on that and what kind of benefits they could get from that. And if this is something that you've, a lot of our clients have seen this happen with uh, their parents or, or whatnot, right. or their, their neighbor's parents or whatnot. They see them taking care of them and they come to us or we, we bring up the subject and they say, we absolutely want to look into this more because we don't want the same thing to happen to us and our children. And our children. Right. Yep, so it, it is a protection, not for you. It's a protection for your spouse and it's a protection for your kids. So that is one of the things, the money mistakes in retirement planning that somebody can fail 
to make. That's a great one, Garrett. That is really a significant one. Yeah. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Wealth Guardians with uh, Garrett Ray and Bryce Payne. And uh, this week we are talking about the biggest money mistakes in retirement planning, take two. We covered this topic a couple weeks ago. We're going to continue with it. And Garrett, what is the second thing that we're talking about here in this episode? Yeah, boy, this one uh, this one can kind of uh, strike, you know, really the, even the best of people. And, uh, you know, this topic is failing to regularly review and update your retirement plan. You know, what we see is people tend to sometimes work in spurts of energy or spurts of activity, and they'll have a month or two where they're, you know, really buckled down, really serious about kind of getting their finances in order. And they work really hard. They have a few conversations. They feel good about it. Whew. Okay. That's done. And then we just don't look at it for three or four years, but life happens all along the way. Things change. Uh, perhaps you moved, maybe we've got a large expense, you know, a daughter getting married or something like that, that, that old financial plan that is now four years old, hasn't been adjusted, hasn't been, uh, reexamined for how life has occurred over the past couple mm-hmm. of years. And so, you know, that's one thing that at least here in our practice, we're very passionate about is we want to, we want to meet with our clients at, at a minimum, at least once per year. Even if it is just, you know, kind of a, a meeting where, hey, not much has changed, that sort of thing. We at least want to know what's new in your life, what's new with, you know, uh, things that we're seeing in the markets, that sort of thing. And just have that uh, be on the same sheet of music. To us, it's a necessity, but we see it ignored over and over. Well, yeah, we like to do that. We reach out to each and every one of our clients and say, hey, it's time for our annual review. Let's go ahead and update all the numbers. Why? One, because we're fiduciaries. We're obligated <laughs> to do that. That is true. Uh, but it, it makes sense. And if you let's say that when you first do a financial plan and you put in all those calculations, and one of those calculations was we're spending $4,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, you put that calculation in. And if that's the last time you ever see your financial advisor, at, well, let me back up. And you spending $4,000 a month meant that at age... 85, 95, whatever the year, you had X amount of dollars. Mm. And that was that was a successful retirement plan for you in your book. And then you go away and never talk to that financial planner again. Right. And maybe you weren't spending $4,000 a month. Maybe you were spending $4,200 a month. And wouldn't you want to know what kind of impact spending $200 more a month for right. 25 years has yeah. on your retirement plan? I'll tell you, it's significant. It's significant. Yeah. It's significant. It is more significant than you think it is. <laughs> so that is why we do that. And what are we going to update? We're going to update social security. Yeah. Uh, we're going to update uh, the expenses. We're going to update those one-time cash flow things. All of those things we're going to update. And plus, we're going to reevaluate your risk tolerance as well. It of might course. be that, hey, you know what? I thought that I was comfortable with this type of risk when we first got into this, Garrett and Bryce. But uh, the bumpiness that I see in the markets these days, I'm, I'm reevaluating that. I'm not okay with this kind of bumpiness. All right, then we readjust your portfolio to yeah. make you sleep better at night. It's, it's yeah, I mean, just to give out. kind of three data points, someone who's age 42, 52, and 62 yep. typically have very different risk tolerances. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. All right, well, uh, you know, we had we planned to try to get three of these out of here in the first segment, <laughs> and we only got to two, so it is time for us to get to the uh, trivia question here, as we do every week. But uh, before that, I just want to invite anybody out there who uh, heard something that struck a nerve with them in our first segment here, reach out to us. Our phone number is 336-391-3409. And uh, we'd love to sit down with you. There is no cost or obligation just to meet with you and see what kind of service or help we can provide in uh, planning for your retirement. Okay, Garrett, trivia question time. All right. I think you know what the subject might be because we're topical here, right? Yes, we are. All right. (laughs) 
It's time for the Wealth Guardian's Trivia Question of the Week. Three years after the Civil War ended on May 5th, 1868, that's when the Civil War ended. So three years after the Civil War ended on May 5th, 1868, the head of the GAR, Grand Army of the Republic, an organization of Union veterans, established Decoration Day, what's Mm. now known as Memorial Day. Major General John A. Logan declared the day should be May 30th. Why was this later time in May selected as opposed to that May 5th? That's our trivia question. I want you all to think about that. Mm. The answer is in there. The answer is in there. Now, so we're not looking for the, why was that specific date, but why later in May as opposed to earlier in May, seeing that that's when the, um, the Civil War actually ended. Okay, well, we'll get around to the answer to that trivia question on the other side of the short break. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Garrett Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM, WTOB. 96.7 FM, WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne, along with Garrett Ray this week. In this second segment, we're going to continue talking about the biggest money mistakes in retirement planning, take two. Now, before we get to our trivia question that we had for Garrett, I've got two questions for you. And I have these same two questions every week, and I'm going to keep asking them until I hear from you. A, are you looking forward to your retirement? B, do you want to make sure you're making the best financial decisions for your retirement? Well, if you answered yes to those questions, then I've got great news for you. We here at The Wealth Guardians offer a no-cost, no-obligation, second-opinion-slash-review of your retirement plan, including a deep analysis of your assets, your investment portfolio, your insurance policies, your income needs, risk tolerance, risk exposure, tax mitigation strategies, legacy goals, and the fees you are currently paying. And our goal is simple. We want to help you lower your fees, align your risk, and improve your overall retirement picture so you can retire the job and keep the paycheck. But the ball is in your court. You have to give us a call. And to do that, you got to pick up the phone and you got to push these numbers in this sequence. 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Give us a call or visit us at thewealthguardians.com to set up your financial plan review with Doug Garrett and myself today. And as I always say, the markets aren't going to wait for you. All right, <clears throat> let's go ahead and get to that trivia question. On this Memorial Day weekend, Garrett, three years after the Civil War ended on May 5th, 1868, the head of the GAR, which is the Grand Army of the Republic, an organization of Union veterans, I know it's a great name, established Decoration Day, which is now known as Memorial Day. And back at that time, Major General John A. Logan declared the day should be May 30th. Now, The question is this. I'm not concerned about the exact specific date, May 30th, but why was the later time in May selected to honor our fallen and missing rather than earlier on in May when the Civil War ended? Why that change? Okay. Um, I'm going to take an educated guess here. Here comes the logic and deductive reasoning that I I love about Garrett here. Um, So I I think this has a lot to do with, in the past, our, our our country was uh, heavily dependent its economy on agriculture. So even in early May, particularly in the northern states, you still have you're, some farmers are still trying to get crops in the ground. Um, you've got you know a lot of uh, you know freeze days still into early May. So I believe the reason for this was that they wanted to allow all all parties essentially to be able to get their kind of their crops in the ground so that they would 
basically have the time in order to honor the fallen. Um, well, that's my guess. That's your, that's your guess. <laughs> I don't have a buzzer for almost there. So I think I do. What's it? What's that sound? There we All go. right. Yeah. That, phone. That works. <laughs> Somebody wants their answer back. Phone um, friend. So you are, <laughs> you are, are close. You're, you're taking that answer from the, what that you got of why do we have election day on the day that we do that? And that was, uh, that, yeah. that was because of that. But why was it called decorative day originally? Decoration Day, originally. Yeah, I guess what what do we be for different metals? I suppose. Well, that's what I thought at first yeah. too. No, the idea for Decoration Day was that we go to uh, the grave sites oh, and, and, and we decorate them. What do we decorate them with? Flowers. Flowers. Oh. So there are more flowers blooming Available. in late yeah. May than oh. there are in early May. That so makes sense. that was the reason that they wanted to do it later in May was so that more flowers would be available. Uh, also this, everyone just remember this, uh, the National Moment of Remembrance is at 3 p.m. on Monday for one minute. And that was set up in uh, 2000 uh, by Carmela Laspada, and she founded it and it was passed as an act of Congress. So uh, wherever you are at, at 3 p.m. on uh, Monday, maybe take a moment and just pause and think yeah. about uh, all the sacrifices that have been made for why we are still here and why Old Glory is still waving after 200 and uh, almost 50 years at this point. I know. All right, Garrett, so we're gonna continue now with our topic, uh, money mistakes and retirement planning take two. Yeah, and this is an interesting one. This is where you and I may be putting on our best imitation of Dave Ramsey here. All right. Um, not paying off high interest debt before retirement. Uh, think of like credit cards, that sort of thing. Yes. So what are your thoughts on that, Bryce? Well, you know, there's, uh, there's good debt and there's bad debt. And mm. while it, it's sure, it's helpful if you even have your mortgage paid off, there are some good aspects about a mortgage. Usually those are not high interest that's not what we're talking about right. here, and though you could look at a mortgage rate now today and think <laughs> that's high interest. But no, we're talking about uh, high interest. So let's talk about credit cards here. You want to have this paid off, and I'm going to give you some numbers, and you'll see why you want to have this paid off. You do not want to be slaving away at trying to get high interest debt taken care of after you're retired and once you're on a fixed income. Garrett, right. do you know what the average credit card interest rate is now? I didn't know that until I looked this up for the show. Oh, it's got to be it's got to be higher than 15%, I would think. It is 22.26%. Holy moly. All right, so let's do the math here. Let's say that you've got $5,000 in credit card debt. Mm. The minimum payment on that would likely be around $93, $92.87. We'll call it $93. Okay. If you're paying that off over the course of 360 months, which is what they allow you, they allow you to stretch <laughs> that payment out because they want to keep collecting that interest rate. Jeez. So the minimum payment would be around $93 a month. You would be paying 28434 in interest alone on top of the 5000 That's so silly. All right. Now, what if you simply doubled that payment? Okay. The minimum payment's $92. Let's say you take it to 200 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. $200 a month, you are now spending only $1,782 in interest, and you get that taken care of, not in 360 payments, but 34 payments. Wow. Okay. There you go. There Almost like a little less than three years. Yes. It's done. So just yeah. double your payments, yeah. and you're getting it out of the way. Yeah. That is why you want to get that taken care of. Don't let that monkey be on your back. Now, again, we're not talking about mortgages here. We get that question all the time. Should I pay my mortgage off early? Well, let's do the math on it. Yeah. What uh, What's your interest rate? You know, somebody who's getting a mortgage now, they're, they're, those 2% or even 3% are gone. Right. 
Might be a while before they're back, but maybe at some point we'll be back to four or five percent. But even those right now are long gone. Um, but if you're paying seven or eight percent, yeah, yeah. Just ask yourself, what is the average rate of return that I'm expecting on my investments, investments through yeah. through retirement? If it's eight or nine, then no, you wouldn't pay that off. But I would like to talk to you about who's your financial advisor who's telling yeah. you that you're going to get eight or nine yeah. percent. Uh, but you know, maybe you maybe your uh, interest rate is two or three percent. Don't be in a hurry to pay that off. Right. I mean. If it makes you feel better to uh, to be debt free, I get it. We can talk about that. But if you're trying to uh, to make financial gains by paying it off early, that's not the way to do it. Credit right. card, yes. Uh, mortgage rates, no. All right. So that's that's that one right there. Not paying off high interest debt before retirement. The key there is high interest debt. Let's see if we can help you take care of that. All right. What's the next one we got to talk about here, Garrett? So the next one here is, uh, and a lot of people forget this, uh, failing to understand what sequence of return risk is. And, um, you know, essentially for that, really what I'd like to do is kind of paint the picture of two hypothetical families. Let's call them the Hatfields and the McCoys. Let's do it. Um, And sequence of uh, return risk essentially says, well, you know what? Some things regarding investments if you don't take care of them, are really just a luck of the draw. So let's take this hypothetical family. They've worked hard enough to save up about $500,000 for their retirement. Okay, good. Both of them they, have. Both, both, fam- both families. Both yep, families identical, identical finances here except for a few things we're going to talk about. So $500,000 starting the day of their retirement. Okay. okay, good. They're going to plan for the market average annual uh, net return of 9%, okay, which is if you... You talk about, okay, what's the the historical average of the S&P 500 right. in its history around 9%. So, okay, fair Both enough. of these families apparently are, are okay with high-risk investments in retirement. Yep. All right, so be it. Yep. So going into retirement, we're just going to invest in the overall market, the S&P 500, 9% is what we're expecting. Okay. okay. Now, here's the difference. The Hatfields, they suffer a significant market loss in the first year of retirement. Okay. The McCoys, however, they happen to have a very strong bull market. They don't have any significant uh, market suffering until 21 years into retirement. It's a really long run of success. Okay. The results for the Hatfields are interesting. Over a 24-year retirement, they receive about $664,000. I should say that of that initial $500,000 that we saved, we're only going to take out 4% per year to supplement our retirement. We've got Social Security and a few other things going on. They'll receive $664,000 off of their investment portfolio. Problem is, is that they run out of money completely by the time they're both age 89. Okay. Okay. The McCoys, who had that luck of the draw, if you will, Drawing off of that same 4%, they will receive $950,000 over 30 years. And when they both pass away at age 95, they will leave $2.6 million left over to their children. So really what this says is that some of the most at-risk times to one's portfolio entering retirement is really that window in the first five years or so. Yes. Because at this point, we... In theory, our savings have reached their peak. We've got the most money we're going to have, at least from the career, from our working job, going into retirement. When we retire the job, now we've got to make the paycheck for ourselves. And how do we do that? Oftentimes we do that for a combination of Social Security, of course, and distributions from our investment accounts to supplement our needs. 
if you have a market setback that's pushing your portfolio down and you're also doing the double whammy of taking distributions, you can see where the money starts to nosedive here pretty quickly. It's not as big a concern if the market is pushing all boats up on a rising tide and we're taking distributions. So there's the difference. You can really start to nosedive if you don't protect your portfolio in that first five-year window of retirement. Absolutely. It's, it's vital at that time. It's not as vital protecting your portfolio when you are 85 or 90. Right. But, boy, you've got to protect it when you first go into retirement and start exactly. taking distributions. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have here this week. Once again, we uh, are wishing everybody a uh, solemn and thoughtful and relaxing Memorial Day weekend. We hope the rest of your week and your weekend is everything you want it to be. This is Bryce Payne, along with Garrett Ray, the show's The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM, WTOB.